Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right, bang, bang, everyone. Welcome back to the Goalie Hacks podcast. Your boy here, Mike Santaguida, your host, coming at you with another week quality goalie content for the entire global goalie community free of charge as always and shout out to our newest patron joey ruckle who's become an annual patron contributor last week and joey thank you so much for your support thank you for helping take the goalie hacks audio experience to the next level all the proceeds are used towards making this better this free product better for all you guys and looking forward to seeing you in our private group chat and private app community where all the inner circle members get get to communicate uh, with me and ask me career questions on a daily basis and you know if you're somebody who's kind of been reaching out to me and i haven't been able to get back to you right away i, I apologize as my dms on instagram have become quite uh quite loaded and so if you're if you're looking to support the free work that you know i do here and and if you're looking to work much closer with me and, and get a response and and work together in your development and then just head to patreon.com slash goalie hacks to see all the ways you can engage and work with me directly uh, as well as contribute to growing and making the goalie hacks audio experience uh, continuing to make it you know one of the leading uh, resources out there for goalie development and, and making the product as best as possible for all our committed goalie hacks community members and hacktivists around the globe but this week on the show uh, have former whl standout turned pro and now turned longtime whl coaching veteran and uh kevin swanson and kevin is just a very candid about his career his journey uh what he would have done differently to get his nhl debut as he was knocking right on the doorstep and uh, all the amazing lessons he learned throughout his long career both playing and coaching at the next level now in the whl nine of the last 15 years um and he's currently with the lethbridge hurricanes and uh, we give you an inside scoop today and not just what it takes to be dominant junior hockey but pro hockey as well so without further ado we're not going to waste any time so let's jump right into this week's conversation i know you're going to love the chat kevin and i had today hello everyone welcome back to the goalie hacks podcast i'm excited to be joined today by another awesome coach at the next level former major junior and pro goaltender turned longtime whl coach now and that gentleman is kevin swanson and after growing up in western canada and making his junior debut in 1997 for the prince george cougars in the whl kevin went on to play over 200 games in the whl over a four-year career in the league before making his pro debut in the ECHL in 2001. He then went on to play over 30 pro games, including a game in the American Hockey League before deciding to retire in 2004 from actively playing. And since then, Kevin has gone on to coach nine of the last 15 years in the WHL, primarily for the Swift Current Broncos, but as of the last couple of years, has been named the goalie coach for the Lethbridge Hurricanes. And I'm excited to welcome him to the show today to chat some goalie development. Uh, Kevin, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. I'm doing well. I, I appreciate you having me on and I appreciate that that intro too. You make me sound uh, pretty professional. So maybe you gotta <laughs> you gotta follow me around and you can intro me when I when I walk into the room every time. So <laughs> Well, you know what? We I appreciate you making some time and obviously uh, a well earned career both playing and, and at the, the coaching level now and, and, and obviously great to have you on the show, dude. And shout out to Matt Wong who we had on about twenty, twenty five episodes ago for suggesting Kevin as a guest. 
and obviously just an amazing fit for the program. Really excited to jump into everything today. But uh, maybe if you don't mind just detailing to everyone some of the major challenges you and your goalies have had to overcome due to COVID this past season and, and how you guys overcame those challenges. Yeah, for sure. And 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 happy that Wonger passed my name along too. He's a he's a good friend and yeah, actually I actually coached him when he was when Oh he no was way. Younger. Yeah, so but uh, now we coach together at a few camps in the summer and try yeah. to get him out just because you know, I love I love hearing a different voice and and uh, he's a really sharp coach and and just a great a great guy too. Yeah, so for sure. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely some some interesting <laughs> challenges this past year. I mean, we we ended mm-hmm. up getting a, a twenty four game season in. Um, you know, as far as my role went, it's uh, you know because of COVID you know, I couldn't be around the team all the time. So, yeah. so it was, it's a different scenario where, where you go in and, you know, I got to work with the goaltenders, um, but wasn't able to interact in that team environment and, yeah. and was sort of, you know, come in do my work. And then, you know, I'd have to watch practice from the stands and, and, you know, couldn't go down to the dressing room and stuff. So, so it was a bit of a challenge for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we relied a lot on, on sort of doing more video remotely just because we just because we had to and mm-hmm. and, and you know that you know the relationships you have with these guys it's 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 tough when you you know you're sort of just in and out right and not being able to sit like sit down and be like just hey how you doing man and being able to read their read their body language and and, and sort of get a sense of where they're at so so it, it was a challenging a challenging year no doubt and and hopefully one that uh, we don't repeat yeah, no kidding. Well, I think all the the vaccines are rolling out. The numbers are sort of getting better. Obviously, we're getting we're going into the summer, so we don't really know how next winter will fare. But hopefully, that we've kind of uh, learned, you know, how to navigate these challenges to to mitigate, I guess, that uh, you know the issues going forward and stuff. You you guys also you're out in uh, Western Canada. We were talking earlier that you guys are going through a heat wave right now. Is that still going on? Yeah, it's it's not as bad. A couple of weeks ago, we were. You know, we were hitting a high 30 degrees Celsius, which, uh, which for us here in Calgary is, is quite hot. So, um, you know, we're, we got some nice, nice temperature still here, but, uh, but I'm busy pounding away in the rink. So I, I I get the nice cool, uh, air conditioning now. So, so I'm good to go. Yeah. It's the same temp every day. You know what it's going to be like, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No surprises. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, right on. And and obviously wish you and and your team and your goaltenders the the best of luck as we roll into the summer and recruiting season and and start gearing up for next year. But, you know, maybe you can just start off, you know, by briefly sharing a bit of your background, your story and how we got to where we are today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I mean, just starting in the position was, was a little different for me. I, I was a player um really had no intentions in playing goal and uh was in a was in a tryout you know really young sort of novice age and uh, they asked if I wanted to jump in and in goal for the tryout um and said yeah sure I was I was already on the team for for the for the year and uh apparently was was okay at it because they, they kept asking <laughs> kept asking me to play and i was like yeah. well I'll, I'll 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 do a few here and there you know i really like playing out i was um you know that was was my passion to be yeah. honest and then it just from there I just started playing a little bit more and a little bit more and then the next season i you know split half and half and then 
finally came to the point where you got to make a decision here. Sure. So, uh, you know, apparently I was a little bit better in goal. So I stuck with that one and, <laughs> and, uh, and then I ended up playing most of my minor hockey in, in the red deer, um, mm-hmm. you know, through the, and was really surrounded by some really talented goalies, like around my age and, you know, I ended up playing, you know, double A behind, like Evan Lindsay and Dustin Schwartz, who's now the Oilers goalie coach. Yeah. Yeah. They were on the triple A team. I was, you know, I played in the double A team and, um, but the Prince George Cougars drafted me out of, out of there and, you know, finished, finished my mid triple A and in Red Deer and moved on to PG and played a, played a season there, uh, behind Tyler Myers or Scott Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moved on to Kelowna and played in Kelowna for three years. Uh, awesome place awesome organization can't say enough of the, the opportunity they gave me uh pg was incredible too i mean that was back when we were selling out the barn every night and it was just a right. crazy crazy atmosphere it was awesome so you know i ended up getting drafted by the canucks in 99 um nice. as you as you mentioned had a signed with them but had a pretty pretty short stint as a pro um and then moved on to the to the coaching ranks and and you know as when i was playing i met ian clark who's obviously now you know, one of the more most well-respected goalie coaches in the world. I think yeah, he's, sure. I, I think he's one of the best, if not the best and, and uh, had an opportunity to learn and grow um, under him in a company called GDI and, and got my start there and really ha- like loved coaching. Lo- just, you know, I love that I could stay in the game, but I really loved the coaching side of it and, mm-hmm. and got, got on with him at GDI and, you know, starting that, obviously I still do that today, uh, with our company GDI and then moved on to, like you said, the, the got an opportunity with the Swift current Broncos, uh, Dean Chanel, very happy for that opportunity. And then mm-hmm. more recently with, uh, you know, Peter Anholt and the left Richard Kane. So, so that's sort of, uh, you know, the cycle there in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of, you know, I want to dive into to your playing background. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, I, I don't think it's that weird that guys kind of started. I started out as a player too. a lot of guys that we kind of have on the show. It's even more naturally, I guess, kind of start in that position. It's probably maybe it's because our parents didn't want to pay for all the gear, you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, man, but I kind of want to dive obviously in your background. You went on to have a, an amazing career in the WHL um, playing over 200 games in the league during your time there. But you know, looking back at it, when you're first making that transition to major junior, you know, you said you came from double A hockey and kind of worked your way up. You know, what exactly was the hardest part about transitioning to, to junior hockey and where did you struggle the most initially? Uh, to be honest, the, the biggest struggle was the different role that you came in on. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, you're coming out of midget, you're the, you know, you're typically the, you're the number one guy and you know, you're playing all the time and you're playing well. And all of a sudden, boom, you get to the, you get to the Western hockey league and you're not the big dog anymore. And, and it, it's right. really that hurt, hurdle of, you know, not being the number one goalie and, and sort of that, all the, all the mental um, aspects that that brings alongside with it. So, so that was a tough transition. I think obviously being away from home was, was a tough transition. Um mm-hmm just sort of adapting to the lifestyle. And, you know, I was still in, you know, I was finishing up my grade 12. So, you know, balancing the school and the hockey and, you know, PG, we had a, we had a pretty heavy travel schedule. So, okay. so all of, all of those things were, were probably the most, the most challenging, honestly. And it wasn't even, 
it wasn't even on the ice. It was all the off ice stuff that went into it. Yeah. So how did you kind of, you know, I think a lot of goalies go through that. Obviously every level you kind of go to, you're like, you're at the top and that that's what gives you the privilege and the opportunity to kind of get a shot at the next level. And then you start at the bottom and you got to kind of work your way up. So for, for kids out there who are kind of, you know, going through similar challenges, what's some advice you have for them? I I think the biggest thing is, is that you, you just got to enjoy the the whole process of it. Mm. You know, we, we get, we get sort of bogged down and, and, uh, and we almost start looking ahead, right? Like, well, you know, maybe next year, I'll have a better opportunity, right? Or mm-hmm. this this guy's moving on, so maybe then I'll be the guy. But but the whole, you know, then you miss out on, you know, all the the whole process and you know being able to continue to work through that and grind through that and, right. and improve and improve your game. And if you're constantly thinking about what's next, then you're missing out on on the day in front of you, right? So mm-hmm. it's just sort of staying in the moment and and uh, you know and making sure that you're doing everything you can so that when your opportunity arises, cause you never know when it comes, you're mm-hmm. ready. So, so when did your opportunity come that you kind of, that everything kind of changed for you? You went on to play 200 games, obviously in, in a, a four year career. Um, so obviously there was a kind of that moment where, you know, things flip for you. So maybe you can kind of detail to everybody how that opportunity came up and, and how you seized it and ran with it. Yeah, I think after my first year, like I got in a decent amount of games in, in Prince George, and I, you know, I felt, I felt that I, you know, I could be a guy that could be a number one in the league. So, mm-hmm. you know, I took that off season as as sort of a personal challenge to come back and and um, you know, Scotty Myers is a great goaltender. He was drafted by uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, in the fourth round, and he was only a year older than me. So I was in a tough position, but I felt if I could come back and prove that I could be a number one maybe not on on this club but in the league that you know that was my goal and you know uh, about 10 games in I really wasn't playing Scotty's playing well um you know I sort of had that uh, discussion where you know with with uh, management that you know I feel like I can play and Mm -hmm. and they were great they were great they gave me the opportunity um you know to obviously get traded um and that trade to to Kelowna was what really kickstarted everything. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I went there and they, and they gave me every opportunity to play. I think I ended up playing 50 games there as an 18 year old or, yeah. or, close, or close to anyway. Um, so that's when it really changed for me that just, you know, give, I was given that opportunity and I'm, you know, sort of blessed that they would do that. Cause not, not every organization would do that. So, so mm-hmm. that was sort of the kickstart for, for my Western league career for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, in that second season with Kelowna, you know, when you're kind of, you know, learning to be the guy and step in there, they're giving you 50 games. What were some of those major adjustments that, that you made that allowed you to, to have such a long successful major junior career after that? Yeah, I think I was just, I was just, I was so competitive. I was mm-hmm. like, I just hate, you know, I hated to lose. I just, I always wanted to win and I, I wanted to be the guy. I wanted to be in the net all the time. Um, you, you know, I, you learn a lot of lessons, obviously. And now I've, you know, you, I've learned a lot as a coach and, you know, I sort mm-hmm. of wish, you know, obviously I can pass it along to, to my students now, but, but you always wish that you could go back and do a little bit more. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely guilty of that. So, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, but I relish playing. Like I loved playing games and I, you know, I just, I just love the fact that, you know, as the goalie, you, you could really have a massive impact on the mm-hmm. outcome. You know, that I just, that was, you know, something I really thrived on and, and, um, you know, again, the opportunity to, to play as much as I did, that was, you know, I, th- I think that was the best thing for my career is obviously just getting games and being in games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you kind of mentioned, you know, if you, you could go back and put a little more into it, but you know, what, what exactly would that be? If you could go back and tell yourself one thing to, to maybe, you know, be a little bit more successful in the league, what do you think that would be? Oh, work harder. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, like I did not, yeah. I, you know, I almost took it for granted to yeah. to be honest. I, you know, I just, I, I didn't put enough work in and, and, and and that shows up later like maybe it didn't show up in junior but it shows it shows up down the road and Mm -hmm. um you know i i didn't compete all the time in practice and i you know i didn't work hard and that was the era where off ice wasn't a major focus and, and and all that and um but for sure i you know i would i would tell myself to to don't be lazy and Mm -hmm. and get you know get the boots on and get to work Mm-hmm. And I guess for, for kids looking to make a smooth transition to, to junior hockey, whether it be, you know, major junior or tier two junior, what do you think is the most important skill that they can start developing today to make sure they're ready for those challenges when they get there? Yeah, I, I think that you can't underestimate working on your mental skills. Mm-hmm. Like We've talked about a few things here already, and, and a lot of them are come back to, you know, the mental skills. And so, so obviously, number one is just that for me, a work ethic is is massive. But um, like, I think the kids need to spend some time working on their mental skills, like you know, their confidence. What mm-hmm. what is what is their coping strategies like? Like when you get into these difficult situations, like mm-hmm. like how how do you cope? Right? Like because you know, a lot of times you, you go through your minor hockey and you don't you don't see a ton of adversity. A lot of right. these guys. So, you know, what are your coping strategies? Like, you know, your perception of yourself, your goal setting, how do you deal with emotions? Like, mm. I think, you know, these mental skills are so important. And, and, you know, sometimes we're just solely focused on, on what we do on the ice. But, mm-hmm. but, as a, but as a young kid, I, you know, trying to make that transition, I would really, I would really be dialing in my, my mental skills and, and, you know, working with somebody that can, enhance that side of my game because it is a challenge mentally when you when you get to that spot mm-hmm. yeah you're, you inevitably will face adversity when you get to the junior level no matter how good you are right 100 percent, 100 percent. it doesn't matter how how dominant you are in bantam or midget you're you're gonna see some some adversity that you haven't seen before and you know some guys just aren't prepared for that yeah yeah, well, in 2001, you know, you turned pro, making your debut in the ECHL. Um, but, you know, where did you kind of struggle the most initially when you are trying to transition to pro hockey from major junior? Um, it, honestly, it was sort of similar to that jump to, to major junior. Mm. Um, you know, I was, I was again, like you said, again, thrust back into to more of a backup role. Um, the biggest thing for me is, it was almost eye-opening when you get to the pro level, right? Like how, like how good goalies are around you. 
Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and, and then it goes back to that, you know, I almost like kicking myself. Oh man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have worked harder. Mm-hmm. I wish because that, that funnel just narrows so tightly right? as you, as you move up into the, to the pro ranks. And I wasn't prepared for that. And it's sort of like, you know, taking a kid like from a small town and, you know, maybe there's dominant in the small town and doesn't really see any goalies around him. Then all of a sudden goes to, you know, a camp where he's competing with Western Canada. It's like, holy, look how many good goalies there are. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you get blinded by, you know, your own environment and you don't understand how many good goalies are around. And I think that was a big thing for me. Um, To be, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. Um, I hadn't put in enough work and, and it was, it was tough. It was a tough transition. And again, I wasn't even just like on the ice. I was fine. It was just all, it was, it was all these other aspects. Right. It's kind of like all the distractions of pro, all the transactions that go on around you, right? It's uh, very competitive. Obviously you don't really realize that when you're kind of in your bubble, your kind of whole career. And then you, you know, you get exposed to, you know, the, you know, the real world of hockey, which is like, you know, you're, uh, you win, you stay sort of thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's unforgiving, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. when you, when you get to these higher levels, it's, it's, we're dealing business here. It's, it's wins losses. It's not, Hey, he's a good guy. It's you know, (laughs) he's a great goalie and he stops the puck or he doesn't. Right. So, so, you know, the margin for error is is so small and I think it's even smaller now because there's so many goaltenders that are, that are just great, just skilled at, at, at all levels. It's like the minute, differences that are going to make or break you mm-hmm. yeah and i guess for kids looking at to play pro one day what do you think's uh like some some valuable advice or, or skill they should start learning today that'd be essential to their success that'll be you know transferable to pro hockey one day when they get there i think like be coachable like be coachable like you know you can learn from me and you can learn from the next coach and you can learn from a head coach and you know you can learn from your goalie partner um, you know, being receptive to, you know, receiving some criticism, taking that in, channeling it out, right? Like sometimes we get so stuck in our ways that we're not willing to, to sort of learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Like, and you, you see it even at a young age, right? Like it's a tough, it's, it's hard to do a session with a kid that doesn't want to sort of learn. Right. <laughs> so they're not going to, they're not going to get a lot out of that session. Um, I think that's, that's so important for kids. It's just like be coachable, like be a sponge, take it in. Um, you know, and going along with that is like, is the work ethic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're coachable and, and you're willing to, to, I mean, really put the boots on and work, mm-hmm. then you're, you're going to grow and develop. There's, there's no question. You just, but but if you close yourself off to that, um, you know, close yourself off to that coaching, and you close yourself off personality-wise, you're never going to see that growth. It's just not going to come because you're not allowing it to come. Right, and then in 2001, too, you know, you made your AHL debut, which obviously must have been uh, electric and exciting and, and nerve-wracking all at the same time. But maybe you can just detail to everyone, you know, you, you kind of got to pro and it gave you a bit of a wake-up call with all the work that went into getting that debut and, and what surprised you the most about the AHL level when you got there. Yeah, my, my cup of coffee in the AHL. So I, <laughs> I was uh, 
I was down in Columbia in the East Coast League, and, and it was after a game, and uh, the guy just got called in the coach's office, and uh, we had some injuries up. I was a uh, uh, Manitoba Moose at that time, and mm-hmm. um, so we went up to. They were playing in Grand Rapids, so they wanted me there the next night. So, you know, obviously, like ecstatic for the opportunity, right? Like that's you know, it's mm-hmm. one step. It's one step closer to the NHL, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, East Coast is sort of two steps away. American League, one step away. So, so I was, you know, I was obviously pumped, and I, you know, I wasn't getting the start that night, but uh, but Grand Rapids was such a good hockey club. I knew I, you know, be ready oh, for yeah, anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which I ended up getting in, but yeah, I mean, the the play just changes so much, right? And I think right. it, from the East Coast to the American League, like it's there's so much more structured at that level. So, you know, the mistakes aren't, it's not as scrambly. The mistakes aren't coming as, as frequently. And then, and then obviously when you go to the NHL level, that just magnifies again. Right. So yeah. um, it's almost like a simpler game for a goaltender, to be honest. Um, but the experience is, you know, it's a bigger stage, it's bigger crowds, it's obviously better players. So, you know, it was, it was a cool experience and, you know, I got to play the third period and I think stopped the nine out of 10, I think, or let one in. So, mm-hmm. so my, my stat line looks decent on the old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hockey DB or you yeah. want to look it up, but, yeah. but that was, that was my cup of tea and, you know, got to practice a little bit for a week and then, and then was back down. So. Yeah, so yeah, it was a cool experience for sure. Yeah, so obviously, you know, you, you got to kind of you got to taste of what the levels like. You know, what does it kind of really take to to be you know you, you to to be a contender at that level and to be heavily considered to to be a starter every night there? Well, I th- I think there's a lot that goes into it. To to be honest, like yeah. you, you know, it's it's your you know for one, it's your preparation, like. You know these guys. These guys prepare and and take care of themselves and uh, you know are doing all the right things off the ice for one that give them the opportunity to to play at that level and play at a high level. So, right. so that's number one. Like if you don't have those ingredients, then then you're not really giving yourself an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, it's a very slim, you know, very slim margin when you get to that level. Like, mm-hmm. you know. You, how many times have we seen a, a goalie rise from the East coast and boom, all of a sudden, it, you know, he's in the NHL, right? Like yeah. Chris Dreger is a perfect example who, you know, he was in Calgary a couple of summer goes and summers ago and got the opportunity to work with him. But, you know, he was in the East coast at that time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden like, boom, look, he's having success at the NHL level. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it's such a fine, fine line between goalies at that level now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just, you know, it's being ready for your opportunity and mm-hmm. and making and making the most of it. And you don't know when that opportunity is going to come. You just don't. But if you're putting the work in, and you're putting the preparation, and you're and you're doing all the things necessary, then when that time comes, you don't fear that time. You're excited for it, and yeah. you're ready, and you succeed. Yeah. When you're uh, when you study for the test, you're you're ready to write the test. It's a similar thing with hockey, right? You just you don't really know when that break's gonna come, but you gotta kind of just commit to the process of just making sure you're ready, not not all the time in case it ever comes, and that's your kind of moment, right? To shine. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you, 
and there's countless examples of that where it's you know a goaltender could not be on the radar and like Bennington like all right. the many he's a Stanley Cup champion like you know are, are you ready for that opportunity are you planning for that opportunity are you setting goals so that you believe in that opportunity mm. um and then when it comes you're not worried about it you're just you're you've done all your work <laughs> you're mm. just you're ready um like let's go let's play right yeah yeah so for i guess for kids looking to make the transition to pro one day you know i like to kind of ask this question like what, what do you think's a big misconception amongst you know minor hockey goalies and parents about pro hockey that you think there should be more clarity on yeah that's a good question because you know, you know, when you think of pro hockey, what do you think of? You think, well, you think of the NHL, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> like you think, you think, you think of flying around on private planes and <laughs> five star hotels and lobster you know. dinners. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't start out that way if you're not no. in the NHL. Like it's it's not as, as glamorous as uh, as you think it is. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's difficult. It's a grind. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's why it's pro hockey, and not everybody makes it to the highest levels because yeah. it, it it isn't all glamorous, and it, it it is a grind mentally, it is a grind physically. You know, you, your work never ends. It's you know, you're finish a season and you're preparing in the gym for the following season. You know, you're it's a lifestyle. It's not a hey, I'm ready for the season (laughs) like like this like pro hockey is a lifestyle and you and you really have to like especially nowadays like they have to you know be ready all times of the year right like Mm -hmm. they're the the work never ends it's constant like you have to constantly be working on yourself on your game um and, and i think that would probably be you know, the biggest, uh, misconception out there. Sure. Yeah, no, I think that's a good one. It's, there's probably some parts you could say you probably got treated better in the WHL than you did in pro hockey, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a, I was pretty lucky where we were in Columbia. We were, pretty, we were a new franchise, but they, but they did a, but they did a great job with, with how they treated the players and everything. But yeah. certainly it's, it's very, very similar to that. And, and I think the other, you know, if I can jump in one more, like, of course, like I th- like talking about that funnel earlier, like how hard it is to make it to pro. Mm-hmm. Like you take a pool of goalies and then at every level, they just, they funnel up. If you just look at a pyramid, right? Like, mm-hmm. and the, the opportunities are smaller and the, the amount of spots open are smaller, right? Like, yeah. you know, look, look at the NHL, you got 62 spots available that's not a lot of spots for the whole world, right? For the whole world. Like, <laughs> and you, you know, just like, it's hard to wrap your head around almost like mm-hmm. how, how difficult it is even to get to the junior level. Like yeah. that's not easy, but just to play pro, like that's a whole nother, like you're dealing with players from across the world now. Right. So yeah. this is, this is a whole new ball game. Yeah. What, what would you say is like a, a percentage of number of guys that, you know, goalies that make it to the next level would you say it's like 95 percent, 99 percent don't make it to the next level like the one to five percent make it yeah for sure it's it, it's a, it's obviously a, a very small number and that's why you know they're the best in the world <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i guess i guess looking back at you know your entire playing career what's probably the biggest adversity you ever faced and and how exactly did you overcome it 
Well, I've, I've had some adversity for sure. And, you know, this, the second part is, well, I, I didn't overcome it. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I find myself here coaching, right? So, um, well, it, it all comes to an end for us eventually, <laughs> right? We all end yeah. up on the other side of the fence, whether it's at 20 or 40, right? So, <laughs> so I, yeah, I think, um, you know, certainly when I, when I got to pro just the fact that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there physically. I wasn't ready physically. Mm. Um, and, and that was, that was a challenge. Not playing was a challenge. Yeah. Um, like my reduced number of games was, was like, like I played like my three years in Kelowna. Like I played, I basically played every night. So, yeah. you know, my night, I got hurt for the start of my 20 year old year, but my 19 year old year, like I played 68 out of 72 games. Wow. That's crazy. Which, which is insanity, but that like I loved it. Yeah. And then and then to jump in and now all of a sudden you're in your you know, you're in a role where you're not playing very often and you know, your starts are are pretty gapped out and you know, maybe you're gone two weeks without playing and you know that for me that was that was biggest adversity for me. Mm-hmm. And and to be brutally honest, I I, I couldn't overcome it and mm. and I, I just couldn't you know, I just, I just didn't do enough to, to push through it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just, and I mean, it's great. Cause now I can pass that message along. Absolutely. Uh, Cause it was a huge learning experience for me. And obviously if I could go back and, and uh, have the knowledge that I have now <laughs> after all these years coaching, um, you know, I obviously would have approached uh, that situation. Yeah. You know, so had, you're, you're had, saying just a heck of a lot differently. The, the amount of extra work that you would have done to be able to kind of compete at that level, you would change that significantly. A hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent. I would have, I would have done more during the season off the ice on the ice. Mm-hmm. Just, just all, all up, the right. But yeah. It's incremental, right? Like it's, you know, it's the thing, like you get 1% better every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, you want to dive into your coaching career at the next level as well. I mean, you know, d- despite the way kind of things ended, I think you have a lot to be proud of. But you know, you've gone on to coach in the WHL for the last nine of the last 15 years, which is incredibly impressive. But maybe you can finally just briefly dive into, you know, your specific three or four pillars that you surround your, uh, your goaltending and playing philosophy around and why you think they're so important. Yeah, that, that's you know a great question, and I you know I've learned a lot, and these have probably shifted as I've you know as you gain more experience as a coach too, mm-hmm. you know, constantly learning as well, um, you know, over the years, over a lot of years now. But mm-hmm. you know, for and this is obviously has a lot to do with my experience playing too. But like, make your training and your practices hard. Like that's number one for me. Like you can't make things easy. So let's say it's a practice and you don't like how the practice is because you're getting tons of shots, like make it hard, compete for every shot. You know, if you can make your training and your practices hard, that makes your games that much easier. Mm -hmm. If you're taking it easier in in training, well, it's, it's pretty obvious that your games are going to be very, very hard. So, Mm -hmm. so, so that's something that I've always stressed and that's a hallmark of our, of our, you know, our camps and our company at GDI, like hard work is paramount. It, it has to be there. That's, that's a non-negotiable there. Um, 
for me, I think a goaltender has to be mobile and athletic. Mm-hmm. I that's like you just you can't get away with with not having those ingredients. Um, you know, your mobility is more than just T pushes and slides, and you know it's it's your foot speed, it's your power, it's you know how quickly you can change direction, like all these things, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to be a mobile athlete now you just Mm -hmm. there's no there's just no way around it you can't you can't get around it anymore Mm -hmm. um those two are huge for me and i think you know third one if we're if we're talking sort of more like uh like skills on the ice i think just your like your vision your 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 vision ability like Mm -hmm. your trap your tracking your awareness you know those all go into how you read the play and how you react to, to pucks and and I, th- I think you really can't underestimate uh, the importance that, you know, vision as a goaltender plays. And, and it's not like, I'm not talking like 2020 vision. I'm talking like, yeah. you know, you know, cognitively, can we, can we see things and react and, and do things at a, at a high level of speed? Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back to the, the first one. Cause I, uh, I resonate well with that. It's just, you know, this kind of this idea of, of really like over preparing. So you just one, it builds confidence. And two, when you get on the ice, you just you kind of feel like you've been there before. But, um, you know, this idea of over preparing so that way you can be in a situation to excel versus uh, excel in leading versus playing from behind. Correct. Yeah, totally. Like, and like you're saying it exactly, like you put yourselves in an uncomfortable position. So like, mm. this game is not easy it's not easy physically and it's not easy mentally. Mm. So can you put yourself in un- uncomfortable positions and, and, and sort of thrive in those positions? Cause when things get uncomfortable and things get tough, we, you know, that's when we, we see a goaltender get tested. Yes. You know, it's not when he's got, you know, 20 muffins being tossed at him from the outside, <laughs> you know, and, and, yep. and an easy game. It's like when he's getting, you peppered know, in the third and you're peppered or, yeah. yeah and you're trying to kill off a you know penalty yeah. and so yeah if you can harden yourself in in your training then then those things aren't so overwhelming when you get into the game and you're mm-hmm. not like you're not like oh my gosh I, I don't think i can handle this you're right. like let's like you're, let's bring it on i just like i i welcome this challenge i welcome this toughness i'm ready for it Mm-hmm. And then regarding obviously being being a mobile and athletic, I think that's uh, become incredibly non-negotiable. You're seeing even at the, you know, um, I, I'm 28, I'm a 93. I kind of grew up my my teenage years in the Jaguar era where there's a lot of blocking style. But, you know, you're, you're seeing this enormous transition to just uh, mobile and tall goaltenders. So what do you kind of do with your goalies on a daily or weekly basis to develop that mobility and athleticism? Yeah, for me, every every ice time has to include some mobility work, whether that's me being there or that whether that's uh, them doing it on their own. Um, you can never be done improving <laughs> your movement in and around the net. Like, there's always going to be room for improvement there, whether that's yeah. technically, whether that's speed, whether that's power, whether that's precision. Mm. It, for me, that's a daily that's a daily focus um, for my goaltenders is like, we have to spend time daily working on our mobility. Yeah. Uh, wh- whether that's posts or 
you know mobile on our posts whether that's mobile on top of our crease it, it, it doesn't matter it's the work is constant it's yeah. never, never ending do you so what kind of work specifically are you doing is it anything kind of unconventional or is it kind of straightforward what does it kind of look like yeah i don't like the training to be too monotonous to be honest with you mm. so like some days we'll we'll stick to some pattern work which is sort of the old method right yeah some days we'll you know more of a power skating type type approach and we're using our edges and up on one edge and switch to the other edge or or manipulating our edges from a down position and and like i said some days it'll be mobility on our posts okay we're going post to post we're going out we're going post to post out so mm. it's for me it's not a just a one thing it's and plus uh, you know you know too like as a goaltender if you keep doing the same things over and over and over like that doesn't really energize you as a as yeah. an athlete <laughs> like it doesn't you, develop your skills well either because it doesn't really challenge your skill set right 100 percent. so I, I just think guys respond to um you know if you can constantly make things a little bit different and uh you know obviously you're still focused on on mobility but it's not the same thing over and over and over. yeah yeah and, and then finally you kind of you, you know you, you mentioned uh you know tracking and awareness and reading the play maybe you can kind of dive into the tracking side and then developing the awareness side and, and sort of that hockey iq like how do you work on that or, or articulate that to your guys yeah so i mean there's there's so many buzzwords around you know the, the vision now and, and head trajectory or head positioning and you know, I, I think just like vision is the one thing, like if all other aspects of a play fail, <laughs> like you slip out on your push or you're out of position or, but you still maintain vision and tracking on the mm. puck. It's still, that still gives you the opportunity to make a save. Right. So I just think that, you know, a goaltender's ability to track and, and track through traffic and track through in tight and further out and, there's just like nothing that can replace that ability to track the puck. Yeah. So, you know, whether that's, whether you're doing that training on the ice and, you know, getting your head and hand positioned over top of the puck mm. or whether you're doing that training sort of, you know, off the ice with multiple different ways we can train that nowadays too. Yeah. Um, I just think it's so, so vital. And then, and then beyond that, you, you know, like you said, you get into the, to the awareness side of things. Well, you know, if you're always constantly just focused on the puck, you're you're missing a, a lot of the game that's going on around you. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, having the ability to to look off that puck, but you know, still have that, you know, some of you know, like that soft focus, right? Mm. There's different ter- terminology for it, but you know, I just I just I call it ice awareness, and you just you know, are we aware of what's going on around us? Are we aware that that guy in the flank is a left-handed shot or a right-handed shot, mm. like? that all goes into your ability to, to, to read the play. And if, if you're constantly just, you know, staring down at the puck and, and not gathering that information, then the game is a lot tougher for you. Yeah, absolutely. You're kind of a step behind everything, right? Uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Is, is there any drill specifically that you kind of work on, uh, you know, with the young guys coming into junior hockey that maybe don't have a, a, a great grip on that concept? Yeah, I think, you know, some people you say like hockey IQ you either have it or you don't. I, I think it's trainable. Yeah, I really sure. do. Um, I agree. But it, but it's putting it's putting your goalies in in an environment that isn't a hundred percent predictable. So 
you know how it's pretty easy to read the play when you know what the play is. <laughs> so, you know, right. we got we, we got to put goalies into unpredictable right. in, environments where okay, there's an option here, 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 yeah. here. Let's go at it. So are are you kind of are you kind of just are you doing like one one and two option variability or are you doing like goalie doesn't know anything at all? And he kind of just goes, or he knows like a 25% of the drill and the, the forward kind of takes on the rest. Yeah, that's a good question. And, and it sort of depends on their development stage too. Mm. Um, so, you know, I like to work everything in progressions. I think, you know, that's mm. always been my philosophy. So, so even from an awareness standpoint, you know, it starts out with the two option. Okay, this guy's either doing this or this, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and then you, and then you expand it and maybe this, both guys can do this or this. So now we got, now we got four options, right? So, and just build it that way. Cause I just find it's, you know, like teach, like teaching a recovery. It's, you have to break it down and and there has to be phases of progression or you almost get overwhelmed and then you don't end up building the skill at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. No kidding, man. But, uh, you know, I guess, um, regarding your long tenure coaching in the WHL now, uh, having seen so many goalies come through the league, also playing in the league, but what do you think are some of the most important and common characteristics that, that goalies who typically find success in the league right away possess? Hmm, that's a great question. And, and there's not a lot of goalies that come in and have success right away. Mm-hmm. It, it does seem to be a bit of a learning process, but the ones that do sort of, you know, are able to kick it off early, um, you know, if I'm looking at the, let's say I'm looking on, on the outside looking in and I don't know this goaltender, it's, mm. it, it's for one, like you can see if they have that confidence when they step on the ice, like, right. you know, you just know that they, they believe in themselves and they believe that they're the guy. So, you know, a guy that comes in and, and is co- not cocky, but a guy that comes in and is confident in his ability um, is always going to have more success right yeah. away. I think. Yeah um two is there is i think maybe this is more on the inside um as an inside working with a goaltender mm. is is going back to that coachability mm. you know how, you know are they coachable enough to know that hey i don't know everything and uh and then their learning curve is obviously a lot steeper mm-hmm. um and if they sort of shut themselves off, then that, that learning curve takes a lot longer. So, yeah. um, and then lastly, it's just, it's their work habits and their, their approach to the game, like how, how professional they take, um, everything on yeah. ice, off ice, lifestyle, all of it. Right. Right. And I guess for kids that typically have a hard time, you know, transitioning to, to the major junior level, where do you typically initially see them struggle the most? Uh, initially it's that reduced playing time. It's that different Mm -hmm. role. Um, there's not many goalies that come in at 16 or 17 and are a starting goaltender. It's just, you know, especially now because there's, you know, there's so many good goaltenders, right? So, um, that's typically you see that, that reduced playing time, that, uh, that role reduction. Um, and then two is like, it's like we said before, it's like that adversity all of a sudden, boom, we're hitting, we're hitting adversity and some of them haven't seen it and, and, and they struggle with it. Yeah. So, so th- those would be the two, uh, you know, biggest things that is the reason why I think some guys have a hard time transitioning. 
Yeah, and I and I guess for kids looking to have a, a long career in the league, similar to yourself, and and either you know major, junior, junior, or at the tier two level, excuse me, uh, looking to play college or something like that, you know, what's some advice you have for them uh, to to prepare them for the challenges that lie ahead of them uh, before they get there? Ah, oh, that's a good question. It's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> uh, Obviously, we, actually... we've spoken a lot on it, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go completely away from hockey. Yeah. And, and I think the focus needs to be on um, their lifestyle, mm. their their school, um, their nutrition, their sleep habits. Right. Their screen time. <laughs> their, I know that's become uh, huge nowadays, eh? Yeah, their training. So I'm, you know, for me, it's like it's more not – okay, here's what you need to do on the ice. It's like, if you want to be prepared, you know, you really have to have everything figured out in your, not figured out, but you have to be doing the right things, yeah. you know, in your own life and, and, and around your lifestyle and, and screen time is massive and sleep is massive and, and uh, just taking care of your body, just like as a goaltender of your, it's just the grind that the position yeah. puts on your puts on your joints, right? Well, I think if you think about it, you're actually away from the rink way, way more than you're at the rink, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. And if you're, and if you're not doing the right things, you know, or hanging around with the right people, it's, right. you know, it's it sort of doesn't matter what you're doing on the ice. Yeah, yeah, and and, and finally, our audience loves this portion, but uh, maybe maybe you can kind of share with us your two best hacks, either on ice drills or off ice drills, or um, advice or, or anything that you kind of share with your goalies that typically help them uh, find success much quicker on the ice or give them an edge when they play? Uh, sure. I'll do, maybe I'll do one of each. I'll do, so off ice, I love the, like the concentration grids. Oh, nice. Um, Good one. I, I love them. I think there's like, and there's like focus exercises too, but those concentration grids are, I, I think they're great. And I think it, they're, easy to to do and, and invest in once a day even yeah. um you know it's there anybody can use them they're online it's well it's it, it, it kind of it's funny you say that because i've actually with with a lot of my students lately i you know i've said to them like hey you know you you got to kind of deliberately work on your focus now more than ever they, they say that our attention span now is actually shorter than a goldfish like seven seconds or something like that <laughs> yeah you know I, so I be, yeah i believe continue. it <laughs> continue yeah so, so that's for me that's just a it's just an easy thing that you can do right yeah. like um you don't like you, if you have an internet connection you can do a concentration grid so mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> but i think i think those are awesome um and like i said before i think you know daily like i'll, I'll go on the ice now like daily mobility work mm. for me is is important and, and on the ice let's say you're you're going to an ice time and or you're out of practice and you, they're not using you for the first yeah. 10, 15 minutes, or it's a quiet drill. Um, like don't stand around, like, like do so, like have, have drills in your back pocket that you can work on mm. your mobility and just, and do it daily. And if you're not on the ice, be working on some mobility off the ice. And um, I think those are two simple things that yeah. anybody can, anybody can do. It's just, you know, it's 
how much of an investment do you want to put in your own, like you're investing in yourself, right? So, so how much do you want to invest? Do you want to invest a little bit or do you want to invest every day? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you hear it all the way up to the NHL level. These guys are constantly pushing kind of their growth with their skating too. Cause really, you know, realistically it's for a lot of goalies, it's, they don't like doing it, but that's one of the main things that separates so many guys at the next level is, you hear it all the time. We have a lot of guests on the show. They're just like, yeah, the, the pace of play, obviously, obviously the pace of play, but it's not so obvious to everybody clearly, right? Because when they get there, they can't keep up with the pace of play. So you really can't do enough skating. You the, you can't do too much. I mean, I, I say that with caution because obviously nowadays with this, this idea of pitch count and, you know, hip health and, and stuff like that, you do have to yeah. be obviously careful, right? But you know, I know when I was a kid, my dad religiously put me in skating and, and I didn't even kind of think twice about it. Um, like I would go to powerhouse events, they call them like yeah. and skate for an hour with the players and then jump in that for an hour and take shots. And, you know, that might, yeah. and, and the intensity I think back then was a lot less than it is now kind of at the minor hockey level. So maybe it was a little more endurable, but, totally. you know, I, I, I look back at that and I just think like, I'm, I'm so grateful for that because that became a part of my identity kind of moving forward to the next level. Yeah. And I'll, I'll really date myself here with, uh, <laughs> with, with that. And, you know, I, I remember taking power skating, like player power skating Yeah, it, as a goalie in my goalie gear. <laughs> That's what I did too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and, and, you know, it sounds silly, but, it's funny yeah, how it just, sounds silly nowadays, but we look back and we're like, "Oh, I was kind of grateful for that." <laughs> I'm I was 100% grateful. I, yeah, you know, it taught it taught me so much about how to use my edges and and move and you know with that gear on and you know I mean I was mm-hmm. doing forwards and backwards crossovers and all that stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, skating you just you just really can't like you said you really can't do enough unless you're overdoing it yeah yeah well uh, kevin you have any last words of advice uh, for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing uh, i i think i've said a few times you know for for the goalies listening out there is is one just be coachable um you know be a sponge and enjoy the game like sometimes we get so uh worried about this scout this team this next step this you know we're always looking ahead right like what's next down the pipeline and just you know i i hate to see you know sometimes young kids and they just you know they don't have that love and that fun you know and i think when we sort of lose sight of that then we're we're not you know we're not doing ourselves any any service so yeah um you know, young goalies be coachable, you know, even as a goalie coach, like I'm still trying to learn from, from everybody, you know, was listening to podcasts like yours or like I said, getting guys like Wonger out and and other coaches out that I can, you know, learn from and listen to, but, uh, but yeah, be coachable, enjoy the game and, and enjoy the battle. Yeah. Well, right on Kevin. And thank you so much for coming on the show, man. And, uh, you know, great conversation. And eh? just always love having guests who have both that, that playing and coaching experience at the next level. And I know today we'll just shed a ton of light on not just what it takes to get to the next level, but to stick around and, and be successful as well. So can you just let people know where they can touch the online? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so our company is called GDI. We're based out of Calgary, Alberta. Um, our website is, is pretty simple. It's goaliedevelopment.com. 
Um, again, my contact information is on there. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, our, our handle is at Gold Dev Inc. Um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So you can find us there too. And, and yeah, just really appreciate, uh, I love conversations like this. So I really appreciate you, you having me on. Yeah. Well go check out Kevin Swanson and, and all the mentioned links will be available in the show notes for everyone to check out. And he's experienced tons of success at the next level for almost 25 years now and uh, still going strong. And I know he's got an incredibly bright future ahead of him, but, uh, Maybe somewhere down the road, we'll have you back on the show, too, if that's something that interests you. I would uh, 100% be down for that. <laughs> well, right on, buddy. I'm grateful we're coming on. Good luck as we roll into the summer. You take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come on to the show in the next few months. And make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. As next week, I have another awesome active professional goaltender coming on the show, and that's Adam Huska. And we dive into his journey coming from Europe over to North America, climbing his way up the junior ranks to leading the USHL and eventually playing Division I hockey, to turning pro in the AHL, and all the lessons he's learned along his journey transitioning to each level. And I was happy to have Adam. He's a great guy, and I know you guys are going to love this different perspective that we have next week, so make sure to tune back. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast. And just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and, and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, neuro tracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month. And even if you don't win uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the, the future, the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway, if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week.